All right, welcome to another episode of the Optimal State Podcast. Thank you for listening. I am Jared, and I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Adam. How you doing today, bud? All right, all right. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing very good. A lot happening in current events, it seems. Or a lot, it seems that way, but it it also seems like it's a lot of... uh, Almost like a lot of nonsense, a lot of stuff all over the place, right? A lot of distraction. There's another day in America. It's another day in America. Yeah, there you go. Uh, basically, right? Like, uh, hey, look this way at this shiny thing. Don't look at this country collapsing over there. I mean, I saw, I think, I think it was yesterday or the other day, I saw something about Moldova's government has com- collapsed. But, uh, you know, that sounds like kind of a fairly important news story, but I I haven't really seen too much about it. Um, Yeah, you know, I have, and I also uh, was hearing some people that are actually from uh, living in Turkey saying that the death count is actually like above like 100,000 people and uh, what's the um, leader's name, Ederon or something like that? I forgot the guy's name. Um, You know, they're just trying to... Yeah, 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 sorry. And um, they said that... Yeah, yeah. you know, they're just trying to make it seem like the death toll is not as high just for political purposes. So that's one thing I did hear kind of, you know, surfing around. Because they, yeah. they love to throw numbers out, right? I mean, it always seems like that's how they lead things off. Like they always have these like very definite numbers when these when there shouldn't be real definite numbers. I mean, they're presented as definite numbers. But, and that's that's interesting you're saying that it's like because I think what did I see it was like 33,000 was the last number I, I remember seeing yeah yeah and like I said I mean just kind of stuff on the internet like people are saying that they're like you know they are residents of Turkey and they feel like the death toll is a lot higher and uh, you know I mean <clears throat> uh, you know they're, they're, they're equivalenting it to uh, the what is it, the 1908 San Francisco earthquake um, was that just completely like demolished everything you know so uh, i'm not sure how many people died in that one but uh, that's what they're comparing it to so interesting segue we spoke about the the situation with demar hamlin a little bit the other episode our our only other episode man it feels like we've been doing this forever man but what are we at what episode is this that's number two wow two number two no i know kidding but (laughs) Uh, the last episode we were talking about Tamar Hamlet a little bit and, uh, you know, what's kind of interesting is there's a lot of symbolism associated with that. And, uh, you know, we're touching on this earthquake in when, when Jesus rose, when he's, when he's, uh, uh, supposed to have risen, that was, there was also earthquakes actually that I, I don't think this is like super common knowledge about that. But if you go to like, uh, the gospel of Matthew, it actually talks about there being these earthquakes when, when Jesus rose from the dead and this whole Damar Hamlin thing. I mean, he basically dies before our eyes seemingly. And then after a certain amount of time, I, I'm not sure the amount of days, I don't know, was it three weeks or however many, however many days. And then we see this sort of like, uh, and we talked about it last time, you know, this sort of like covered guy come out and, um, 
you know, his whole all, all of his uh, his face is covered and everything. We're not even sure it's him. And then at this big big celebration, this this giant like national uh, ritualistic holiday where everybody is like cheering. We see the the risen Damar Hamlin from the dead, you know, and in this like video of him at the Super Bowl, he's surrounded just by the all the by these like disciple like guys just surrounding him, like touching him, smiling, laughing, like astounded at and I think they were his so called medical team, right? And uh, I mean who knows really who who these guys were, but um on his jacket behind him he has this sort of grotesque Christ uh, drawing, um, and I, I did a little research. The artist, you know, it doesn't. It seems like the rabbit hole kind of stops here. But the artist's name is Takashi Murakami, and I don't really see too much else, you know, where like he could possibly be, uh, like where else it could go really, like out beyond him, you know. Besides, like it just being very symbolic. So, um, yeah. Beyond that, I mean, I just see a lot of things and. You know, the the people who are kind of like running the controlled collapse, you know, who are kind of moving things forward and hope to be in control on the other side coming out of all this, they love symbolism. They love to throw things in your face and they especially love inversions. And so, I mean, this whole thing, like the, the grotesqueness of the Super Bowl as a holiday, first and foremost, you know, this holiday to materialism. And then you have this grotesque christ-like you know this materialist guy who uh you know he talks about like the one world love religion and he has the uh disgusting looking christ on his back so just very interesting and then that ties into the earthquake too which we were talking about and uh how all these things kind of tie together it's very interesting Yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, you know, I know a lot of football players are coming out against this jacket, you know, and uh, they're kind of playing, they're kind of saying, oh, well, he's young, he doesn't know any better and all sort of stuff. And, uh, you know, it's, it's me, you know, football is no different than the, uh, the WWF. You know, it's all show. It's all, you know what I mean? Even like him, you know, trying to make it seem like it was somebody else, you know, um, during the Bills, the original Bills game uh, when he actually appeared. You know, so he's like putting on a show for people. You know, he wants people asking questions. He wants more Twitter hits. He wants more Instagram hits. And that's what it's ultimately about. Um, you know, I mean, you know, all that other, you know, all the references, you know, the earthquake and stuff like that. It's all like it just adds to the narrative, um, you know. So I, I think he's just kind of playing into it because oh, by him playing into it, he, it just it's like more feed for him. You know what I mean? It's more, you know, action his way. You know, he's not playing football right now. So. It just seems like he's a young dude and he's trying to absorb as much attention as he possibly can and and trying to, you know, and he probably loved all these people calling him a clone and all sort of stuff. And, uh, oh, totally. You know, and, you know, and the, and the NFL is just, you know, like the WWF. It's just a big show. You know, I, you know, I mean, like, I'm not questioning what happened to him on the field, you know, um, you know, because, like, I, I do think it happened. But, you know, I wouldn't put past the NFL to, like, make shit like that up and i'm not saying they are and that's not what i'm saying but you know it, it's kind of uh you know the nfl and roger goodell who is the commissioner you know they he has a strong stranglehold over the nfl and i and he is you know he's basically the person that's calling all the shots and who knows what the kind of entertainment value that they try to add by you know all this other nonsense so i you know i don't trust it 
Uh, I just try to see at a face value that the football is entertainment. You know, and I find it funny how we talked about in the last podcast how I thought the refs were going to, you know, rig the NFL by, you know, making bogus calls at the end of the game. And that's what they did in the prior Super Bowl. And that's exactly what happened in this Super Bowl. Last drive, you know, Chiefs are facing third down. They, you know, <clears throat> um, they throw an incomplete pass, flag thrown, BS call, holding call on the receiver. They get new four down, uh, new four downs, and they kick a field goal and win. So it, it was just kind of funny that exactly what we were talking about happened in this game. Yeah, totally. And I, I would love to touch on that. Real quick, though, I do want to say one last thing about the other point about, um, you know, DeMar Hamlin. And uh, I don't think he's a conscious participant, if anything. I think that if this were to be going on, like, you know, were this sort of symbolism to be thrown in our face, I think he would be one of the, like, blindest to it all going on because – you know, like you said, he thinks he's like a young guy just like getting by, like doing his fun, like reckless, cool young guy thing. And he's totally buying into that as well. But the people who are uh, putting it out there, I think they may be the ones who are more likely to be using this sort of symbolism, right? Not not him. He's, you know, pawns are, they're called pawns for a reason. They only move in one direction. They don't, they can't go backwards. They can't look behind them, right? They don't see what's going on with the more masterful pieces on the board and uh, like the king and the queen who are really calling the shots to, to kind of like go with the analogy. So I think that he's just not as not as much a conscious participant. But I well, guess I mean, when he, when, uh-huh. well, I was going to say when he was throwing up his like, you know, when he was in the booth and he was throwing up all that symbols with, like, you know, the diamond in which, you know, and like. We just technically like the new world, world order sign where he put like the diamond up in the air and then they put the you know <clears throat> the the two threes which is his his number you know but everyone was saying it was six 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 you know so it's just like is he being told to you know throw those signs up to just so people ask questions to fill the narrative or is he deciding himself you know this is going to be get me a lot more attention i'm going to do this and this and this and this is what you know and it's going to get me a lot more people interested in and what I'm doing. So it's hard, you know what I mean? We don't know if like he has handlers that are telling him to do these things or if he's just doing it on his own. True. If he is throwing these gestures up, he could be way more conscious of it all than than you're saying, for sure. I mean, that's interesting to think like how many ritualistic or how many like sacrificial how many sacrifices? <laughs> Let's just stick with that. How many sacrifices are conscious of the fact that they are a sacrifice? How many of them know that they are being put on the altar and are about to have their blood spilt? And how many are eager to do that? And I think that there might be, this is kind of dark, but I feel like there is a good subset, enough of people out there that would want that because there's a certain power there, I'm sure, you know, and giving that up. Um, And I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, now I'm starting to think of like, you know, the 27 club and it also happens in hip hop and rap a lot too. Like a lot of these young artists dying young and they have like life insurance policies on them or some other, there's some other interesting windfall that comes about due to their death and other big, bigger entities like corporations and whatnot, uh, states, they, they benefit from the death of that person. I mean, we could even talk about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. I mean, that's a very uh, interesting one um, in that vein, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I just, it's, it's interesting to think like, 
Because when you start selling your soul to gain a lot of worldly power, uh, I think there does come a certain point with some, with some people probably, there comes a certain point where you're like become very aware of what's happening, right? Like what's, what, what you've given up and what you're engaging with because eventually you know that there's no going back and they know that too. So whatever you know, entities you're entering into this sort of like relationship with a lot of them just reveal their full hand and are like, Hey man, you're in it. And this could come in the form of like addiction, you know, Hey, like we got you in this addiction hole or we have like dirt on you, you know, so you can't, you can't budge from under our thumbs. So there's a lot of ways that they assert control over people. Uh, most people is just debt. Right. And it's like them being just too dumb to get out of debt. But like the people who want to get power also usually they have to fight the other powerful and it becomes this whole like blackmail game, this whole like, uh, you know, the other thing. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I think at the end of the day, unless you're a trillionaire family, you know, everyone's just a pawn underneath them. And that's what it really comes down to, you know, and like people talk about Beyonce and Jay-Z being part of the Illuminati. And I was just telling someone the other day, I was just like, dude. A billion ain't nothing. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're pawns, you know. Uh, they might be like, you know, middle of, you know, middle of the road type people, you know, when it comes to that type of thing. But all these people, these millionaires, like, you know, they're not part of the Illuminati. They're not, you know, like, you know, you, they, they may be pawns, but like some 20-something-year-old that plays football and, uh, you know, makes a few million dollars. I mean, that's nothing, you know. And I... You know, I guess the ultimate question is, is just like, what is actually really going going on? You know, is it like, is it a ritualistic thing, or is it just, you know, or or <clears throat> these people that are engaging in this, are they just out for attention? Um, you know, we'll never know, and it, it's kind of like, you know, all all these rappers and all these, you know, even like musicians and stuff like that. Um, you know, they all get caught up in their own self and their fame, and they'll most of them will do anything because you know, you look at all these celebrities that are like just clinging on to uh to their um you know to their stardom um they're just trying to hang on by a thread most of them you know so you know i heard um what's that guy's name that he starred in a um in a movie a marvel movie um what was that guy's name um, no no um ah, i forgot his name um i it was a few That's years fine. ago anyway um he ended up saying that, like, what's up? I was just like, I'm gonna read off the list, you know, of all. The yeah, yeah, guys. no, no, I'm sorry, I don't remember. I, I like, I, I have with celebrities, I picture their faces, but I never remember their names. You know what I mean? And Don Cheadle, Don Cheadle, yeah, sorry. Oh, okay. And I, I guess he was in one, and he was saying that, like, you know, the company that was making the movie, Marvel, called him and said, you know, do you want to be in this movie? If not. you have an hour to choose and his kids and he had an hour to choose if he was going to be in the movie or not you know so it's like they'll just you know move right forward and just throw you away if they if you're not down you know what i mean and um that's just the, the way it is and i think most of these celebrities they realize that you know their uh, their lifespan when it comes to their career is very short so they do whatever they can to to try and stay on top and they'll do ridiculous things i mean look at janet jackson's super bowl they like ripped their freaking you know they ripped their shirt off you know what but i mean at the same I mean, time how tame was that compared to 2023 
Super Bowl, right? Or uh, 2023, what was it, Grammys, right? I mean, we're talking like a national uproar over one boob being revealed with a pasty over it. And and then we have uh, 2023 Grammys, right, with uh, uh, Sam Smith and um, Satan dancing in a cage, etc. So it's just interesting. But to touch on your point, I'm thinking – celebrities act like the high priests of our age right and if you look back at a lot of ancient cultures which were so disconnected from so you just think like uh you know you think these pyramids of of power right at the top is the king underneath is the priest and the merchant artisan class followed by commoners and slaves underneath that right so the priests are always the ones who are uh, prophes- prophesying they're they're calling the shots they're they're dictating what people's attention should be focused on and that is really the same with our celebrity class it's totally been pulled away from the actual priest class of our society and has been given to the celebrity class and they focus people's attention and that's what the super bowl was so now you have the high priestess uh rihanna go out there in the red ensemble and she is uh, putting people's attention on whatever, right? On all these materialist things. So, um, and I think that these celebrities now, they, they are at this point where it's like they have to really amp up the amount of attention that they try to get on themselves because things are moving really quick as this sort of transitionary phase happens, right? This transition phase where it's the... Uh, the controlled collapse as we as we move into away from uh, a dollar backed system largely into whatever is the next thing the globo dollar or uh, whatever it is the the crypto euro dollar whatever they end up calling it um, but yeah I think that they are largely the ones who have to get people to stay calm accept the bread and circus keep eating their chef boyardee and and watching their dancing with the stars and just move and moving forward you know as 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 the thing changes from underneath them and that's that does seem to be what's happening and they're trying to keep everybody from not seeing what's going on around them which we touched upon right when we started this you know is it does seem like there's a lot going on with uh the oil spill or not oil but whatever this toxic chemical spill in ohio is uh the balloons that they're saying are aliens and it's like whenever they introduce aliens you know they're like trying to get you distracted from something you know and it's like okay what is actually going on and and that's not the aliens yeah well i mean you know they know people are very simple-minded and uh they know how to distract people and um you know you bring up the collapse and uh they it's just very weird because like how many times ever has there ever been a predicted recession and how many times has there ever been a recession where everyone's telling you it's going to be a recession every day all the time you know and so it's, it's kind of weird you know what i mean so i i kind of feel like that's a distraction in itself because at the end of the day you know maybe you know they're trying to distract you and they oh things aren't that bad and then things don't get that bad and then when things really get bad it's not until people really don't even see it coming you know and uh you know and if this wasn't really on the table why does kim kardashian have a bunker in her house you know well why did she build a, a like a multi-million dollar bunker in her house if she's not worried about a collapse and all these other people you know what i mean you can go on youtube and look up billionaire bunkers 
You know, these people are preparing. You know, I saw one billionaire. Um, well, I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he was a guy that was talking about why he was doing it. He's like, oh, I'm not worried about Armageddon. I'm worried about a societal collapse and people going hungry and coming after me. So they're not even really worried about, like, you know, an actual like, nuclear war. They're worried, worried about, like, a dollar crashing or, like, actual, like, people, like, coming in droves, coming after them, them you know? And so why are these people preparing for this? Never before in history have so many people been doing this. You know, they're building bunkers. I mean, Peter Thiel, Thiel from, you know, uh, PayPal has got freaking bunkers in New Zealand, you know what I mean? And many other people. So I guess we have to realize that, you know, it's not just a recession that is um, is dangerous. It's actually the whole collapse of the system itself. And, you know, all these things that, you know, the celebrities are doing, it's just a big distraction. You know, I heard one, somebody say that the reason why that, you know, they had that Grammy performance was because, you know, they deem, you know, trans and by, uh, what is Sam Smith? He's uh, by, uh, what is Pansexual. No. What? Pan or no, uh, um, bi- biracial? Not biracial. Um, what's that? Um, he's just mentally he's not, man or, he's not a man or a woman. He's a, uh, um, what's that word? Um, non-binary. He can class himself as non-binary. Uh, so by saying that, you know, by the song being called Unholy and all that performances, it's saying that, oh, people think that trans and, you know, him being non-binary is unholy. And that's what it's about. But it's a big, it's a big excuse. You know what I mean? Right. And, and, he's, and it's funny because he's either binary or non-binary, which creates a binary. The whole thing's stupid. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> the it, whole thing is very stupid. Exactly. You know what I mean? And then, like, yeah, yep. you know, just it's beyond ridiculous. And that, and that's the whole point of uh, um, this whole thing. It's just mass confusion. And, uh, you know, they uh, that's what they want, ultimately. You know, they just want mass confusion. They want nobody to know what the truth is. And it, it's kind of, uh, you know, I don't know if this quote is uh, – correct or not because i'm not sure if it's actually real i mean but um you know there's that cia director years ago uh, i think back in the 80s said that you know we we know that uh let me say we know that our disinformation plan will be complete when the american people do not know what's true and what is false so that's the whole point is just to project confusion you know all and then like all probabilities of everything because you know if people don't know the answer they're just going to be confused yeah, that's uh, that that's exactly what that um, that sums up what that KGB defector said. I forget exactly his name. Yuri, uh, don't got the last name. Yeah, but, I, um, know, I know. I know you're talking about. You know who I'm it. speaking about, right? Yeah, there's this great interview. Pretty sure you can find it on YouTube still. He speaks about uh, the KGB's long-term plan of undermining the united states right yeah through through uh what was it what did he call it it was like what subversion i I thought it was like subversion yeah it was some sort of subversion right it was like uh socio something subversion but um yeah no it's exactly uh it's a it was a long-term game but um you know i i guess kind of keeping with the conversation in terms of like the controlled collapse uh it's just interesting to think like the, you know, the parallels to other um, collapses that have come before, you know, and, and in terms of like how uh, usually the base, the, the culture becomes, you know, I mean, I'm thinking of Rome, um, 
you know, and they become so focused on these like really ridiculous internal squabblings, like the, 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 the sexuality gender thing. And what's happening is like the, the so-called barbarians at the gates, like just start invading and asserting control over exterior uh, territory. So, I mean, that's exactly what happened in Rome. You know, you had them having all this sort of internal squabbling and the Ostrogoths, the Visigoths, um, I think it was around like 400 AD, they just start coming in and establishing these like external fringe states. And as those gain power, uh, they started pushing more and more closer to the central part. And it, it does seem like that's kind of where we're at with this, with the, uh, the American empire in that it has come to its more like its sunset phase. Cause if, if you look at it more in terms of it being a, in terms of its reach, right? That's how we should be looking at it in terms of an empire and its reach has gone as far as to the Middle East, right? The Middle East, South America, you look at where we've had like all these sorts of military conflicts and it has gone, um, you know, to those regions, but we've definitely contracted since then. And that's the same exact thing that happened with the Roman empire as it, uh, started to collapse was that you had this contraction period. Um, so yeah, it's very interesting to say the least I would say. Uh, yeah. I think the big thing too is, you know, we're seeing that petrodollar, the petrodollar start to, um, wean away. Um, you know, we, you can look at the Saudi Arabia and how we've enriched all those, uh, all those, uh, people in Saudi Arabia, um, you know, and we pretty much gave them, well, not gave them, but the reason why they are in the position they are today is, is because of, you know, the, the petrodollar and you can see Saudi Arabia start to kind of, you know, now that they've made all that money and they're, they're secure and all this stuff, they're kind of saying, you know, we, we really can uh, we kind of start to move away from that now. And, uh, you know, we've <clears throat> relied on Saudi Arabia for so long um, with the oil and they've relied on us, but it seems that like we almost need them more than they need us now. And uh, especially with everything that's going on with like, you know, <clears throat> them cutting uh, oil production in, in America, um, you know, they're trying to move towards EVs and all sorts of stuff. And at the end of the day, you know, well, we did it to ourselves because, you know, uh, who at the end of the day, who really is going to, you know, be able to provide what Saudi Arabia has been able to provide for us since, you know, the inaction of the petrodollar, which is, you know, 1970, 1971. So, um, and, you know, I think that they, I don't know if they're joining bricks or they're thinking about joining bricks or moving the, you know, um, the bricks. Bricks, yeah. The, um, uh, is is the S for Saudi Arabia or no? I don't know if they join yet. I think but, it's uh, South uh, South Africa. Oh, actually, so, yeah, is, yeah, is the yeah. last S. Yeah, it's and uh, <clears throat> so it, it's concerning because you know this country doesn't need us anymore, and we need them. So that's why they can get away with doing what they're doing. I mean, think about fifteen and nineteen hijackers from Saudi. You know, did we did we do anything to Saudi Arabia? No, no, we invaded Afghanistan and went into Iraq. You know, so they we didn't do anything um and there's a there's a there's a lot of connections between the saudi embassy and uh the hijackers as well and that that's a whole nother story um, but if you look deep into that you can see the saudi connection to 9-11 and uh the saudi ambassador 
uh, Prince Bandar Bush, or they call him Prince Bandar Bush, but his name is Prince Bandar. But uh, he was so close to the Bush family that um, they called him Prince Bandar Bush. I mean, he went fishing with, you know, um, the George Sr. Um, so, you know, I mean, it, it, it goes way, way beyond anything we can understand. And we've had such, this tight-knit relationship with them that we have, we pretty much have to, you know, let, abide by their rules. They killed Khashoggi. We didn't do anything about it, right? I mean, we didn't do anything, really. We just kind of moved on, you know? We just try to act like it didn't happen because we don't want to push buttons. So, um, but I, I can see that once the oil isn't being bought with dollars anymore, that's going to be the end. Hey, yeah, that was... Um... Awesome stuff. I think uh, we should definitely unpack that, but probably next episode, if that's cool with you, Adam. Yeah, man, sounds good. And I, I just want to give a quick thanks to all the listeners. And, uh, you know, we're going to try to keep this going for quite a while. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, good stuff that uh, is going on and uh, with the podcast. And we just want to uh, try to get as many people to listen as possible. That way we can get the message out. So thanks, and, uh, you know, have a great night, everybody. Don't think I really have too much to add, except that this is the Optimal State Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Really appreciate you all, and we will see you all next episode. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the Optimal State Podcast. If you guys want to follow us on socials, you can check us out on Instagram at Optimal State Pod. We're also on Patreon. Find us optimal state pod there as well and uh if you want to drop us a line even get a, one of your emails read on the air if you have a question for us just hit us up at optimal state pod at gmail.com thanks again for listening see you next episode